expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. Today on the show, we'll be taking a trip to Color Wolf Studios, a Taipei-based studio and art collective that provides workspace for about a dozen foreign and local artists and also hosts events that bring Taiwan's artistic community together. I recently spoke with the group's director, American expat Patty Hogan, to learn a little bit about Taiwan's arts community and what the studio is doing to support their work. Here's our conversation. Patty Hogan, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So you've actually uh, lived in Korea before you came to Taiwan. Uh, so you have a little bit of experience in another expat community. Um, and so I'm curious, when you came to Taiwan, what is it that you saw here that motivated you and made you think, oh, this, you know, some kind of artist collective, some place where people could come together and share their art with one another. Uh, what is it that you saw that made you think that this would be something that would be useful for uh, Taipei and Taiwan? Um, well, I kept meeting really amazing people throughout the Taipei community and figured out quickly that they didn't all know each other. And that baffled me because we should all know each other and work together to make sure that the community knows us and what we're doing and communicate even better through creative ventures like art and writing and music and other things. So basically it's just uh, lots of creative people and giving them an opportunity to kind of share what they have with one another. Right, and connecting those people throughout our community through the Color Wolf community itself. So we can branch out together and we can pull, t pull people together. <laughs> I, like to, I like to match people up. And uh, since you've started this whole collective, uh, what, what have you seen come out of this? Like, what, what have you seen as artists have had this opportunity to work with one another? Um, well, I've seen them grow uh, within their arts and within the community with having um, the support of other people and being able to have a collective voice behind them to push them further into the community and really become, become more involved in what's going on in Taipei. Oh, okay. So what do, you, uh, what do you mean by that? What do, you, what do you mean by artists becoming more involved in the community? Well, I found that a lot of the artists that I was meeting and bringing into the Color, Color Wolf community were typically working out of their house by themselves, not having a lot of exhibitions and a lot of motivation to pull their art out of their house and into the community and communicate with everyone here that, with that venture. But since we started Color Wolf, it's grown into an ex external project. So people are now bringing their art outside and bringing it to Colorful Studio or making work here. And then today, together we're taking it to different galleries and different shows and really showing the voice of particularly the expats in our community to the Taiwan community. So, so on the one hand, it seems like there has been uh, maybe more exposure, uh, more kind of back and forth. Uh, do you think that there's also, uh, this has sparked more creativity in any way? Has this uh, enabled more kind of art than there would have been? I definitely think so. Um, a lot of the artists that I've met weren't, or maybe even they stopped making art for a long time. And since we've come in with such a passion and drive for creators, writers, musicians, um, visual artists, everybody... We push them and motivate them to do what they love. You don't just have to come here and do what you're, you're paid for. You can also do all those amazing things that you do back home. And you can communicate with your community, even if you don't speak the language, with your artwork. 
Uh, but this uh, the space that you have here, it isn't necessarily just for uh, foreigners, right? You also have some Taiwanese artists uh, working here? Definitely. We've had uh, three or four different Taiwanese artists. And a lot of our friends and uh, Color Wolf family have been and still are uh, Taiwanese people. And have you seen any examples of maybe some collaboration uh, between the foreign and the local artists? Definitely. Um, you know, everybody approaches art differently, and your schooling and everything behind it is a huge component as to how you make things. So all of the foreigners that we have come from different areas, and the Taiwanese community itself, the educational system, and how they learn how to make art is different. So the, when we watch each other work and we talk about all of our methodologies and what we pull from, we can grow and learn together. So it's been really interesting hearing you know, some of our Taiwanese friends come to the studio and saying, oh, gosh, some of this artwork is really gross. And you go to my studio, and it's all sweet and beautiful. And it kind of being like, well, it doesn't always have to be sweet and beautiful. We can do things differently. That was um, probably one of my favorite times that we had, some, some Taiwanese friend and artist here. Do you feel like there, can you think of any times where maybe uh, you took something away from that interaction and, and incorporated it in your work? Mm, yeah, I think so. Even when it's, you know, maybe not a, a conscious effort, it comes through, you know, where you start thinking, oh, gosh, how can I really be effectual in this community by communicating through my visual artwork? And how do I push myself to become part of the community visually? And it has changed quite a bit. I know that some of our artists also include um, Chinese text and a lot of the experiences that they have here in Taipei um, into their artwork, and it's really pretty beautiful how the interactions can become these visual soliloquies, I guess. Now, you don't just have visual artists. Uh, can you talk a, a little bit about the kinds of artists that uh, are working here? Yeah, so we have, uh, at the moment, it's six visual artists and three writers. And the writers, um, so one's Taiwanese, and then the other two are, uh, one's British and one's American. And they talk a lot about uh, life in Taipei, uh, through their writing and everything. So Goat Magazine here at Color Wolf is all about Taiwan and living in Taiwan from a first-person perspective and whatever they stumble upon. So it's usually a little more off the beaten path and what they find um, through sometimes first time looking at things, sometimes revisiting things from their past, um, like growing up in Taiwan and how much it's changed since then to where it is now. And processing it through new eyes and through, uh, most of it's all in English as well, so processing it through another language, it's really beautiful. So, kind of looking at the art scene in Taipei and Taiwan a little bit more broadly, uh, what are your thoughts on what artists really need to be successful? I mean, obviously, uh, a space that's affordable and that they can go to and, you know, like, have a, they're really their own space to work, obviously that's important, but what else do you think that uh, an arts community needs uh, to be successful in a, in a, in a city? Mm -hmm. I think an arts community needs drive and passion and um, support. So, if you are passionate, but you don't have support, it's hard to pull yourself out and motivate yourself to really put yourself out there for galleries and uh, different avenues to show. Also, as an artist, it's hard to network with everybody. So if you have six other artists working with you to talk to galleries and to talk to other avenues to get your work out there, it becomes a lot easier. I think it's really important to have a community to push what you're doing further and just 
make everything a lot stronger and better. So, so you see the the role of uh, this studio is kind of pushing people to almost take it more seriously in a way, and then giving them that opportunity to you know have those a- avenues where they can actually you know make their stuff uh, more public. Definitely, we also bring uh, since we're all networking and meeting a lot of gallery owners and um, exhibition spaces, we encourage the the heads of those places to come and visit our studio so even if the artist isn't here and a gallery sees their work and says oh my gosh this is perfect we have so many collectors interested it becomes this immediate drive to do more or even if it's just feedback on what you should be working on when you're creating your things when it's coming from a gallery owner itself or someone that could take it to the community for exhibition and sales and other things it really makes you be be more professional and uh, push yourself further. So you've already kind of talked a little bit about how uh, you kind of noticed that maybe there weren't enough opportunities for artists to uh, get in touch with one another to be aware of each other's works. Would you say that there's any other challenges for artists uh, trying to do their thing in in Taiwan? So in a city, um, it's always difficult to be able to network and meet people. And then when you have that, that other division of language and cultural experience and even just expectations on how to do business in another country. And you have, if you have a space and a community behind you to bounce ideas and motivation off you on how, how you should be approaching the situation, what kind of conduct you need to do as a business, basically a business venture here in Taiwan or any, any city, especially a foreign city, it's really important to have someone to help you understand what that culture is expecting from you. And do you, do you think that your studio plays a role in, in helping people through that? I think so. We have a lot of meetings talking about how to approach different galleries, how to talk about your work when, when we have people come and see your work. And I think it's a really important way for the community to understand what's happening here and what your artwork is, is doing. And um, it's difficult in any city, so especially a foreign one. So we, we, we've talked a lot about what artists need, but it, it seems like w- what you also have a lot in mind is uh, how artists kind of support community and, and, and uh, enrich you know, the broader uh, society. Can you talk a little bit about that? How do you see uh, the artists that are, you know, are, are taking part in your studio, how do you see them enriching the broader society? Um, I think that visual arts, I mean arts in general, are really basic way an important way for communication from person to person. And I feel that community is extremely important. So communication on all levels within that community um, is only going to make that community stronger. So being able to motivate visual artists, writers, and any other sort of uh, creators that we come across to be able to express themselves and talk about what they're thinking and what they're creating is only going to enrich any community that, that they're involved in. And being part of the Taipei community particularly is amazing because there are so many Taiwanese artists already making incredible artwork and, and music and writing, but by being able to add to it and add discussion of the global perspective of, of it all is, I think, a really important aspect to Taiwan being a global center for arts and creation and, and I think the future of Taiwan. Could you, could you talk about any specifics in terms of how that's, uh, you've observed that playing out specifically in, in Taiwan? We did a show last, last July with a gallery in Nehu um, that was working with businesses, 
um, in the Taiwan community and taking their waste products and then working with, well, we, it was our studio members. And then we also incorporated, I think it was 11 more artists on top of that to work with these waste materials from Taiwan companies and factories and then make artwork and discuss all of, discuss how all of the waste products that are just being thrown in the dump and doing all these other uh, horrible things to the environment can be reused and repurposed into communication through art and appreciation of uh, culture and all of the production and future of Taiwan, which is or relying on um, the production and, and other factory work, I guess, here in Taiwan. So it's kind of socially aware art. Yeah, very socially aware. You know, I, I I think that Taiwan is an appealing place to live to a lot of people, um, just because of you know you can you can have your teaching job and you can have you know reasonably uh, inexpensive housing and you can kind of support the whole economic side of your life and then still have enough time uh, to to you know do the thing that you're passionate about and and take that really seriously as well. I I, I mean I, I meet a lot of people that are kind of like that's their their model that's what they're they're doing. How do you think that uh, Color Wolf kind of contributes to that and makes that, you know, something that empowers uh, somebody who's interested in having that kind of, you know, having that passion in their life and following that in Taiwan? Mm. I think that it's a, it's a really, really great uh, place to visit to show that all of these other people are also motivated to do all these uh, creative projects, even though they're, you know, working all day and maybe don't feel as comfortable and as in their skin as uh, they were back home, particularly. And so when they come here, they see a slice of home in a lot of ways. So they're like, oh, wow, I can do all the stuff I was doing back home here, and I can pull it out in the community, and there is a place, and there are these people. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a huge production. It doesn't have to be a huge investment. And it just pushes pushes people to actually do their passions which is really nice so if there was somebody out there that was uh kind of listening to this and they were kind of on the fence about whether or not taiwan was the place for them to go and try to follow their passion uh what would you say to that person could do you think you could sell that person on 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 this being a a good place to do that Mm, well i can say that before i moved here my husband and i did a lot of research as to um what countries uh, we wanted to move to Asia in particular. It's the future. This is the, the Asian century, which is exciting. So we wanted to move back to Asia, and we were looking at arts funding and arts appreciation, and Taiwan actually spends more per capita than any other country in Asia. So um, I think that's a really basic and important way to look at how important the arts and culture in Taiwan are, are supported. So basically you're saying that uh, the, the government and society in general take it pretty seriously and there's a lot of support out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so one thing that occurs to me is that, you know, in the U.S. there's already all these, like, really structured organ- institutions and organizations. And if, if you're going to do anything, you kind of have to go through that process. But here in Taiwan, there's not necessarily uh, as many expectations that you have to adhere to. And uh, so I'm, I'm wondering if that impacts the kind of art that you see happening here. Do, 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 do you feel like in some ways that kind of frees people up to kind of just do whatever whatever they're passionate about? Uh, what, what, what kind of effect do you, do you see that having? I'd say for the foreign community, it's a really freeing thing working outside of your own community. Um, I think you can 
just push aside any sort of cultural expectations um, that you maybe previously had or some sort of prejudgment of uh, what the system is already doing, what sort of um, well-established kind of free spaces are, are producing. Um, here we can just forget all of that and do exactly whatever we want and um, hopefully have people behind us. But, um, yeah, I think it's freeing. <laughs> I think it's also particularly freeing not understanding Mandarin um, as one reason that I like living where I don't understand the language so that I don't, I don't know, I just get out of my head. And so not understanding the culture completely and seeing everything anew is so freeing and so wonderful. So I think as a foreigner, it's, yeah, it's definitely a, a more freeing space to create. For somebody that isn't necessarily going to rent studio space or something like that, uh, what kind of events do you have uh, that they could maybe get more involved in? So this year we're really pu- pushing forward to have a lot more events. So once a month, every last Sunday of the month, we're planning to do kind of an art salon. So we'll be fe- featuring um, a studio member uh, every every month for uh, about two months, and then we'll have kind of an open salon. So artists, writers, um, and musicians can come and maybe do a reading or play some music or... Um, show their work and talk about their methodologies and and thought processes and we invite the community come to come check that out every last Sunday of the month and then there's also going to be uh, more studio parties which is just kind of an open house just come meet people hang out everyone's amazing let's just have fun together and uh, hopefully collaborate from there and that'll be every six months so I think the next one's in August so uh, this studio, this uh, this whole project, it's been around for a couple of years now. Um, you guys have uh, brought together a lot of artists already. But what would you say would be your broader vision? Like, what, where do you want to see this go, and, and what kind of impact are you hoping it's going to have uh, on, on on the community here? Um, well, I think about uh, spaces like this that I visited in Chicago and um, Baltimore and other places that um, kind of are thriving in the arts on a really basic community level, and I would love to have a colorful studio kind of branch into that where maybe it's not in this space, maybe we'll get a larger space down the road and be able to throw, uh, you know, have musicians in and have uh, more interdisciplinary creation and be able to invite the community in all the time and have it just as a creative hub within the Taipei uh, arena itself. Patty Hogan is the director of Color Wolf. Uh, Patty, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. That's it for the show today. As always, we'd love to hear what you thought of the program. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page or rate and review Taiwan Talk on iTunes. You can also leave a comment on the ICRT blog where we've posted a link to Color Wolf's website. Thanks for listening. For Taiwan Talk, I'm Keith Manconi. <laughs>